and welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I am Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and with me today is James Davis. He's Product Management Director, Passenger Transportation Programs at National Interstate Insurance Company. And James, your first time NSTA Bus Stop guest, so welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Kurt. Happy to be on Bus Stop today. Well, listen, our pleasure and you know you you guys have you know been great supporters of NSTA but i think for our listeners why don't you briefly go through you know your background and your current role with national interstate insurance sure sure so you know i've been with national interstate for close to 10 years here and uh, national interstate is specialty insurer based between cleveland and richfield ohio based between cleveland and and akron and, you know, we focus primarily on the commercial transportation space, you know, specific insurance, you know, but our roots kind of go back to the school bus contracting, you know, world. So our first accounts we wrote in, in the late 80s were, were school bus contractors. And, and so that's kind of what we were built on, on the passenger transportation space. And, you know, we've since kind of focused diversified range of, of, of other products or segments that we look at. So trucking and, and all types of other things. But uh, we're organized based on what we write, the type of operation we write, and and specifically, I've been focused uh, my entire time at National Interstate on the passenger transportation space. So, you know, we consider this anything, any type of operation that moves groups of people or people, you know, for money or, or through some funding mechanism. So I think motor coaches, shuttles, airport shuttles, special needs, and, and obviously most relevant uh, to NSTA and whatnot is the the yellow school bus. It is is one of our main segments within the passenger transportation uh, space. So I spend most of my time focused on those types of operations and looking to craft and provide insurance programs that uh, meet their needs. Yeah. And it's so interesting that, you know, the company was developed through uh, school bus contractors. So that's, that's unique. And it's one of my favorite parts of doing the bus stop is just to hear, you know, how companies, you know, have developed and how individuals have gotten into student transportation. To me, it's always fascinating. Now, you guys, National Interstate, are a you're an NSTA vendor partner, and so you know I think a lot of our folks are always interested about how you know partnerships develop, and specifically, how does partnering with NSTA help you do your job? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good question, Kurt. And I think you know it, it's probably important to throw some props out here too. You know. A lot of people associate National Interstate with Michelle Wilchin. She, she's always been out there in, in the industry, and she's kind of transitioning a little bit. But she's kind of led the efforts, you know, historically with our, our partnership here with, with NSTA. And, you know, and, and it's been a long one. So, but specifically, you know, as the leader in, in school bus contracting insurance, you know, we find a lot of value in, in supporting the industry that uh, is looking out for the best interest of, of, of safety, right? And and the best interest of, of getting kids to and from school. And, you know, so it makes sense to associate ourselves with, uh, with NSCA. And, you know, we get a ton out of the, the networking and meeting with customers at the meetings, you know, looking at the, you know, news re- releases, trying to understand what the current trends are, what the issues are. And that really helps us, you know, craft insurance solutions or understand what's on the minds of our customers, uh, you know, right? Understand the, the important emerging factors that, that, that drive their decision and, and what, What's kind of keeping them up at night, uh, you know, and then it allows us to to craft these solutions. It also allows us to, to spend time with OEMs and, and others that are looking to drive safety in the industry. Because at the end of the day, that's that's kind of the goal here is 
to, to get everybody a little bit safer and, and you know, that helps, uh, you know, that helps everybody kind of a, the rising tide. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's such a great point is that, you know, we're all, you know, in this kind of industry for the same reason. And that's to transport children, you know, safely, as you mentioned. And, but we all have to look at it through a different lens. So it's great that uh, we get together and you on the insurance end and the OEMs on the manufacturing and buses and then us on the ops end of actually getting the children to and from school. So yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great point, James. I, I guess one of the interesting things, you know, out there is like insurance, like anything else, there are going to be market trends that are out there. Is there anything going on? And I'm sure there is, you know, because we're in this COVID crazy world, but there are any, you know, market trends you can share. And, and if these, you know, market trends and the challenges with COVID, you know, what does that do to uh, insurance rates, especially, you know, in, in student transportation? Yeah, it's, you know, heard a lot to unpack potentially there, but I'll try to keep it high level. The, you know, certainly the insurance space is becoming kind of what we'd probably determined to be a a harder market, meaning prices are rising and and capacity is less out there. So fewer people willing to quote, you know, this type of business. But, you know, some of the the trends behind that, you know, if if you really look at the, take a step back and look at the macro environment, there's got to be balance, right? And so, the main line of business that contractors generally need or the one that's most expensive tends to be the commercial auto uh, line of coverage. And, you know, that line as an industry, if you look at it across the entire spectrum of insurance carriers that, that write that, uh, it is working on its ninth consecutive year of underwriting losses. So, you know, for every $100 of premium we take in as an industry on that space, $105 is going out the door to pay for claims. So obviously that's not sustainable. And so, insurers and reinsurers react by increasing rates or potentially limiting coverages and, and doing some other things there. But obviously that's that's not not sustainable. So, you know, when you kind of unpack that, there are some things that are kind of driving that a little bit. You know, the first thing I would look at is tort trends. You know, the negligence laws are not typically slanted towards our contractors, right? You know, it's kind of the big company versus the individual that got hit, you know, type of thing. And, you know, so tort reforms definitely needed. You know, and and you're seeing these trends tend to go the wrong way. There's been some wins that that have gone our way, but generally speaking, you know, case law is going to slant, uh, you know, more towards the plaintiff side, and 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 uh, that drives just a higher claim, right? At the end of the day, you know, they can start a demand higher. They, the other side is a little bit more leverage, and you know, so so that drives some of it. Some other things kind of driving it on a macro basis is is, is medical inflation. That's certainly a big one. Same with auto inflation to a degree. Or, um, Physical damage repair inflation to a degree, so it costs more to to, to fix people nowadays uh, from a medical standpoint. Insurance carriers are often pretty good at negotiating down those rates and, and getting them low, but you know that certainly is having an impact. As is you know the fact that a rear bumper today is you know twenty five hundred dollars to get it fixed, right? So you know these cars you know coming out with more technology, it's more costly you know from a labor and a, and a you know a repair standpoint. So. Those are some of the bigger things driving that. And there's two other things that I'd probably like to hit on also is the first being poor driver quality. So that's just a product that it's kind of a math problem, Kurt. So it's a, it's a, it's a product of the product of the driver shortage, right? And you're just going to put more newer drivers out there. You might stretch your guidelines just a little bit. And, you know, statistics will tell you uh, across the broad average that newer drivers are going to cause more accidents, more claims. So that, you know, that's having an impact. And then, 
you know, the last piece is probably just, you know, add a lot of the stuff we call it social inflation as generationally demographics are shifting a little bit. And some of the more, the, the juror pulls you see now are, are looking to stick it to the mantle of uh, the carrier and uh, the contract, the school bus contractor, because they have deep pockets, right? You know, and they, an accident kind of as a, a, uh, a bit of a lottery ticket in, in a way out. So uh, when you have the general public starting to perceive these things, that kind of elevates the, the awards that are going out in order to settle claims, adjudicate claims, you know, off of our company's, you know, record. And, and you know, that across the board drives kind of rates up. So those are some of the bigger um, macro trends. And then, you know, specific to the school bus industry, you know, school buses are very, very safe getting kids to and from school. Right. You know, and statistics have shown that that's that's numerous times safer. Right. But we're starting to see a lot more trends on the school bus side outside of the bus. So pedestrians, bicyclists, they're distracted. Our 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 views are harder to to see them uh, sometimes on school buses. So we're starting to see more of that outside of the bus as well as kind of the bus stop management. Right. You know, where we drop our kids off and and where they walk around the bus, potentially getting hit by cars, things like that. And, and so those are some of the more emerging trends specific to the, the yellow school bus uh, yeah, industry. Boy, a lot of interesting stuff there, James. And, you know, it's uh, great to, to get your perspective on that, you know, for sure. One area, and I was just in Minnesota at the School Bus Operators Association meeting there, and we talk about it a lot, is, you know, this all evolving technology in and around the bus and I wonder if there are, you know, trends emerging with technology and, you know, the use of it and, and how these can really help, you know, contractors with their insurance rates, you know, um, you know, things like advanced driver assistance and some of the other stuff, including, you know, stop arm, stop arm cameras, you know, you know, those, those kind of things, because you, you would think at a, at a point in time, the, the reason behind developing these technologies is to make the bus, you know, even safer. And so if they're, if we're deploying them effectively, we would make school bus travel even safer and, and kind of reduce the number of events that go on. So is, is that, I tried to summarize that succinctly, but you know, in your world, that, that makes sense, right? Absolutely. Those that leverage, you know, find and leverage, and as you mentioned, deploy it properly are going to uh, are going to have an advantage. You know, they really are when it comes to the technology, you know, side. Yeah, p- people didn't come up with these ideas, Kurt, you know, just because, you know, they thought it was, you know, the best idea. There's usually some statistics behind it that kind of, you know, prove some of the point, you know, right? And so, you know, right now there's not a ton of data on the school bus side, but we we can draw some parallels, right? So if you look at a new um, car today, any new personal auto, I think it's over 50% of them nowadays have some type of advanced system, whether it's adaptive cruise control or, or automatic braking, right? Like it's pretty hard to crash a car now, your own car nowadays, right? So let's figure out how to get to more of this technology and buses because there's some compelling numbers that show these accidents are way down, you know, when you, these technologies are in play. So I've seen studies on the personal auto side that, you know, cite like a rear end accident has re- reduced collisions, you know, by over 20%. And, you know, at the end of the day, the claims are going to drive your rates and, 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 and your overall risk profile. So that's one easy way to potentially knock out, you know, a fifth of your, lo- your losses is by 
you know, having that technology. Now it needs to be tested and it needs to be calibrated correctly. You know, the school bus, you know, side and school bus technology is, you know, kind of an older, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, I guess, adapt nearly as quick as personal auto, right? So I think that we'll get there. And, and I'd encourage OEMs to all think about like, how can we make it more standard? And you're starting to see that now, right? With a, you know, some of these types of systems are becoming more standard, you know, in play on the bus itself, you know, and then there's some other things to think about, like, you know, cameras on your buses, you know, how do you use that to change driver behavior, right? 90 plus percent of accidents are human error, right? So it's all about managing the human and it's pretty hard to, you know, predictably manage the human, but what you can do is put those safeguards in place. So whether it's the, you know, automatic braking or, or lane, you know, departure, you know, mechanisms, you know, or having cameras in play that, you know, you can then use to proactively, you know, coach your drivers and what they're doing wrong or, or maybe areas where they can improve upon, you know, to be a better driver. So those are some of the things that I'm really seeing that, that could have a, an impact, you know, on the insurance side. And, you know, if nothing else, you know, mitigate the cost of, of those rising insurance uh, uh, renewals. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other thing with, you know, cameras on the buses, uh, two things that come to mind as well. One is, you know, student management, so their effective tool there, which, you know, a less distracted school bus driver is going to be a safer school bus driver. And then, and then two is also, I think, while you can change, you know, behaviors from drivers, you can also highlight positive behaviors uh, or, or, or best practices that drivers do or have been, you know, successful uh, school bus drivers and have other bus drivers emulate those behaviors, you know, by use of the camera. So this is kind of live footage of, of a bus driver in action. So I think, uh, I think you're right spot on with that. A, a lot of the stuff, you know, you said is just, is very fascinating because it, it really hits at the heart of the interconnections that all go on within student transportation, whether it's the school district, the bus operator, you know, the, the managing of you know, the risk, the bus stops, you know, just so many things. And, and of course, the human factor. And then we'll, we'll get, and you gave us so much great information. Then we get to the part of the podcast where I say, and everybody blanks out because, you know, and I'll tell you anything, you don't know insurance isn't the most glitzy subject that people want to talk about, but it's so, so critical. And we'll get to this part and say, how do, you know, operators improve their, you know, their risk profile? And I look at this as maybe not the most, you know, glamorous subject to talk about, but so, so critical. So I'll throw it over to you, James. You know, I'm an operator. You know, what are the things I can do to, to improve my risk profile? Yeah, that, that's a great point, Kurt. We're usually not the most liked person in the room, right? You know, you know <laughs> we start talking insurance and, and we uh, get shut down pretty quickly. It's not sexy, but it's certainly a critical part. You know, as you mentioned, it can be a, it's, it can be a top five cost, right? It, it, you know, and it's, it's, not cheap, right? To, to have school buses driving down the road with high limits on them, you know, from that perspective. So yeah, that's a great question. And, and probably the most practical one, right? How do we, you know, how is you an operator, you know, how can you, how can you look a little bit better to me, right? You know, as a insurance underwriter. So I think, you know, kind of a lot to unpack here, but you know, probably the, the, the one thing we like to, to, to focus on first is culture. Is there a top down safety culture? And you know, frankly, everybody has safety as your number one priority on your website or in your garage or whatever, but it's one thing to put it on there. It's another thing to to, to really live those values behind the scenes and, and have the right behaviors, you know, that, that, that live those. So it's, it's having a top-down CEO ownership involvement, uh, you know, from a safety culture and, and driving a, a 
positive safety culture, you know, not just in your drivers, but in your, think about it in your operations, you know, people, your salespeople, you know, garage mechanic, making sure that everybody is on the same, same page as far as what your operational, you know, kind of safety values are. And, and, you know, over time, kind of the cream rises to the top a little bit here, you know, whether it's, you know, due to accidents or, you know, your accident record or, or just operationally, good safety cultures always win, right? And, and, you know, it's often too late when there's a major accident to kind of fix anything, right? It, it's, you can't go back and rewrite history. So, you know, from a cultural standpoint, you have to have a top-down, you know, approach and, and you have to have no exceptions, right? You have to have a policy that, you know, that, that works for everybody and a culture that, that you just don't skimp on, on from a safety perspective. So, you know, that's kind of a broad one, but to, to kind of, you know, dive down a little bit further, a little bit on that, I think it's important for you to be involved, you know, as a contractor in, in your analytics of your company. So understanding what your losses are, what's driving your losses, uh, what are those behaviors that, you know, that going into that, to all those individual losses. And if you can't figure it out, certainly your agent or broker can help you. You know, carriers have risk control folks that can certainly help you pinpoint some of those issues and, and really drive changed, you know, I'll call it laser, laser change, you know, on the behaviors that are, that are kind of causing some of your problems. So, and then, you know, also on the analytics term, think about your scorecard. So what is your scorecard, right? You know, is it incidents per mile or per unit or per, you know, per dollar of revenue? Understand what that is, be involved in it. So at the end of the day, what I'm kind of trying to say from a data standpoint, a lot of this can be systematically tracked and it's important that you're involved and understand what your insurance data tells you or your act, really your accident or claim data, you know, is telling you at the end of the day, because often it'll tell you kind of what your problems are, right? And, and claims results are so, so claims or accidents or what are going to drive rates at the end of the day. I think it's also important to monitor and measure your driver training efforts. So it's one thing to, to do, say we do it once a year or twice a year or four times a year. Uh, it's another thing to, to, to monitor, you know, those behaviors next level. That could be using telematics platforms or even the camera platforms to a degree to, to really monitor, you know, which drivers are getting better, which ones are worse and, and really Understanding that the 2080 rule that we, we talk about so often, which is, you know, you know, 20% of your drivers are going to cause 80% of your losses. And if you can really, you know, drive in on those, you know, you can drive down your claims. Therefore, you have a better risk profile. So, you know, the other things I would suggest is think about insurance from a partnership standpoint. So make it a partnership with your agent, broker and your carrier, potentially others, you know, there. You know, it can't just be an adversarial relationship with their carrier. We're, we're, we're here to look for, out for the best interest of our, our customers, but, you know, often they don't put us in the best position to, to defend a claim potentially with a bad driver or, you know, something behind the scenes that, you know, you know, has to drive us towards a settlement. So work in partnership. Make sure they know, the carrier knows you as an operator and, and you know, how you do things. And, and you know, same goes the other way where, where the, you know, the underwriting, you know, carrier, you know, can better understand, you know, uh, the contractor and, and really understand, you know, the venues they're operating in, the type of work they're doing, all that stuff. Because certainly we can help you or give you some advice in certain areas, you know, to, to make you look a little bit better. So those are some of the high level things. I think the technology thing also, is, you know, we mentioned the telematics and cameras, but using those and showing, you know, a carrier that you're using those can really drive, you know, because of some of the stats that I mentioned, you know, it can really drive a better perspective, you know, from the insurance carrier or a contractor. All kinds of great information, James. 
If folks want to find out more about National Interstate or connect with you, you know, how can they how can they do that? Yeah, absolutely, Chris. So listeners can go to our website, which is natl.com, natl.com, or they can reach out to one of their, you know, their, their insurance agent, broker, and ask for a national interstate quote or, or to have dialogue with national interstate. You know, they can also, you know, find us at probably the next NSTA meeting, uh, potentially, or even in the uh, NSTA uh, vendor directory, I believe we're in there. So the NSTA members, you know, you should be able to find us a lot of different ways and, and reach out to us. And if nothing else, if you don't have it, a broker or agent that, you know, works with us, we can certainly find one for you in, in your area. So that's the best way to get a hold of us. Great. Once again, our guest this week, James Davis, Product Manager Director, Passenger Transportation Programs at National Interstate Insurance Company. Hey, James, thanks so much for joining us at NSTA The Bus Stop. We appreciate it and be well, my friend. All right. Thanks, Kurt. I appreciate it. Had a lot of, had a good time here and forward to seeing you guys at the next meeting.